Good evening. Tonight we lead the bulletin with a major medical achievement, a matter of pride for Indian scientists. For the first time, an indigenous vaccine against diarrhea, which is one of the biggest killers of children in India. One lakh children die every year. This vaccine made in India will cost less than 50 rupees and is now at its final stages of testing after having cleared all initial safety and efficacy trials. Scientists who have worked on this say it is the first new vaccine developed in India. Pallav Bagla has exclusive access to this story. These tiny viruses are a parent's nightmare. Every year, one lakh children in India die of diarrhea caused by the rotavirus. But now there's hope. Indian scientists have developed an oral vaccine to be given in three doses. It's called Rotavac and can prevent children from getting infected with the virus that causes loose motion, vomiting, fever, abdominal pain and even severe dehydration. We have done the almost more than 8,000 babies from phase 1, phase 2, phase 3 trial uh, effectively and it's the meeting the international standards, not even Indian standard, international standard. And we are really, this is the first safety and efficacy trial conducted in India. NDTV got rare access to the laboratory in Hyderabad where the vaccine is being made. To enter the laboratory, one has to wear some very special clothing for protection. A special form of the rotavirus is grown on these red colored plates. It is then purified, tested and bottled for use as a vaccine. The virus strain was first identified over 25 years ago by researchers at the All India Institute of Medical Sciences in New Delhi. Since then, with funds over 100 million dollars from the government and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, it is now ready for use as soon as regulatory approvals come through. This is the first new vaccine developed in India and we are the first developing country manufacturer to develop this new vaccine. See, this gives a confidence now that we can do ourselves. India can do it itself. India giving affordable health care to the world. Bharat Biotech is promising that they can sell this rotavirus vaccine at under 50 rupees a dose. A very important development as it can save over a lakh of children every year from fatality. In this very clean and modern facility with camera person Vadnala in Hyderabad, Pallav Bagla for NDTV. Really pioneering work there. Let's see how soon can actually get that out to the children who need it. But moving to our special debate tonight, from India shining to the India story in the last nine years, is the UPA government's next campaign doomed to go the same way? Like India shining, does this reflect a larger disconnect from the ground realities? Our special report. Akhranangal Dam to yadena jana kitne jhoote pade the sarkar ko. Kehte the ki pani se bijli khinchoge to pani ki taakat khatam ho jayegi. Aur isi ne Green Revolution ka sikshar laga diya. The UPA's advertisement blitzkrieg. The government wants to address a constituency which it feels has been impacted by the opposition's tirade. Over the last few years, inside parliament and outside. The opposition has been trying to populate a narrative against the UPA government. Corruption, disarray and a failure to deliver. Heard by the recent resignation of two ministers and also feeling confident after the Karnataka mandate, the UPA government has now launched a counter-narrative and adds Blitzkrieg. The political campaign has Javed Akhtar's lyrics, Sunidhi Chauhan and Kalash Kher crooning, a top Bollywood name directing and it's going to cost oodles of money. The campaign showcases policies for all sections and regions with the message that the UPA government has worked. This is not hype or hoopla. This is how India has evolved and how India has come of its own over the past nine years. The ad blades nicknamed the India story will be in three phases. The first will cost about 35 crores. 
after a review phase 2 and 3 may be launched the total estimated cost 180 crore the first phase has a 12 tv ads covering right to job scheme to education and to medical treatment also an increase in mobile users controversial given the 2g spectrum scam ministries like coal which have been facing fire believe the ads will counter the bad publicity by scams jitni scheme sarkar ne launch ki hai और जितने कल्याणकारी कार्यक्रम सरकार ने लॉन्च किए हैं उसकी पब्लिसिटी उतनी नहीं की गई जितनी होनी चाहिए इट्स शॉकिंग दैट एट द गवर्नमेंट्स एक्सपेंस अगेन दे आर एक्सप्लेनिंग हाउ द लूट ऑफ पब्लिक मनी हैपन इफ दिस इज द काउंटर नरेटिव द इंफॉर्मेशन एंड ब्रॉडकास्टिंग मिनिस्टर इज एंगेज इन विद पब्लिक फंड इट्स ऑब्जेक्शनेबल द नेक्स्ट डोज ऑफ यूपीएस परफॉर्मेंस विल कम अप ऑन द ट्वेंटी मे when upa will celebrate 9 years in power the prime minister's office sources say the performance report will include achievements of the last 9 years comparisons between the india story and the nda's 2004 india shining campaign are inevitable the nda's campaign backfired failing to connect with most indians but then as now it was a huge campaign the bjp had spent 150 crores over 120 days while the upa one will cost about 180 milo hum aa gaye milo hame jana hai kuch sapne sach hue kuch sapne sach karne ke dikhana So why does the India story equal the UPA story should taxpayers money be spent on campaigns like this the government calls it an information campaign is it basically an election campaign funded by taxpayers for more on that i'm joined tonight by a well known author chetan bhagat i'm also joined by kiran kher from the bjp shehzad punawala from the congress dilip cherin well known image guru but also i spoke to the man who's really in charge of this whose brainchild it is manish tiwari the information and broadcasting minister i spoke to him a short while ago and began by asking manish mr tiwari you're a brave man to come up with the india story after what happened to india shining many would ask has the congress not learned from the lessons of the past well i think first of all sonia the comparison to india shining or to any advertising campaign during the elections is completely erroneous the ministry of information and broadcasting has a remit uh, to disseminate information to the public we did it in 2007 we did it in 2009 we do it, did it in 2012 and we are doing it again in 2013 the only difference this time is that we have tried to tell the story of india's journey over the past 9 years uh the silent transformation which has taken place on the ground the entitlement uh, programs have yes. taken root uh, there has been an overall development both in the rural and urban areas uh, livelihoods have increased uh, there has been empowerment so therefore there was a story which needed to be told and we were tempted to uh, through an audio visual and a print campaign as well as going across the radio space in a very humble understated and subtle manner based on facts attempted to tell the story well i'm i'm going to ask adilip later whether you can be humble and understated when you want to actually sell something but the quest the big question because you said this is information but how that information is actually interpreted is what will be questioned by the opposition and many other people asking why should taxpayers pay a bill of 180 crores for what basically is a publicity campaign for the up and run up to the elections well that number is absolutely erroneous uh, sonia and it's good that you brought the subject up there is nothing and i repeat nothing which we are doing which is outside the ordinary sanctioned budget outlays of the ministry of information and broadcasting the ministry of information and broadcasting has a remit to put information out in the public space yes. and if you look at the flagship programs uh, the uh, the budget uh, for the 12th plan is a staggering 6 lakhs and 46000 crores and so therefore you know what we are doing doesn't even translate into a uh, 0.00% of what has been the budgeted outlay and the spend over a period of 9 years on all these flagship programs and may i once again 
uh, very humbly reiterate and underscore the figure of 180 crores is completely erroneous. We have done everything in a transparent manner. That's why we had a media preview. We are accountable to Parliament for, the t for taxpayers' money. And whatever ultimately gets spent on this uh, campaign or on, uh, on telling the India story would be put before Parliament, would be put before the people of India in a completely transparent manner. If we would have had anything to hide, we wouldn't have started off with a media preview. No, but of course, uh, Mr. Tawadi, the argument would be that all governments use this information budget to spread uh, a message which is positive to them. So in that sense, it's not about straight information. It's about a political spin as well. And is this all about a political campaign now? Is that the real issue? Elections coming up. That's why you've suddenly gone into this whole issue. Also the time when the government is battling negative debates, almost a free information campaign, which is on television every night, about how unstable this government actually is. One of your benchmarks is political stability. It seems almost laughable, given the perception on the ground on how stable this government is and how whether the prime minister will actually resign. Well, I think, uh, Sonia, when you look at the journey of a country, you have to take a long view and you have to take a strategic view. And we've taken a long view over the past nine years. And the fact is that this government has provided political stability. It has provided social cohesion. The internal security parameters are better. Even in, in terms of economic development, we delivered 8.2% when the entire world was reeling under the impact of an economic meltdown. And you've had uh, India uh, getting its rightful place on the high table of nations, the exceptionalism of the Indo-US civil nuclear agreement, and I can go on chapter and verse. So we've taken a long strategic view of the past nine years, which is beyond the cut and thrust of everyday television debate, because that is a narrative which unfortunately at times falls off the table. So it is an attempt to bring things back into a perspective. Well, the long view as it may be, but one huge uh, backlash to India shining, and I think may well be to the India story as well, is why, how can a government appropriate, in a sense, the term India about a government's achievements? Ironically, the India story is also a campaign on NDTV separately before this was launched, but just to make the point, this is the UPS story. Why is it the India story? Well, uh, because there is a UPA government. And over the past nine years, the people of this country have given the UPA, UPA a mandate to govern. So in many senses of the word, uh, there is a certain synonymity between the legislations that we have enacted, between the programs that we have put in place, the implementation of the programs, and the empowerment it has translated into. So therefore, we are not saying that the entire India story has happened because of us. But yes, a small part of that India story, or in a small part of that, in, uh, in, in, a, in a small manner in the journey of India, the government has also played a very humble role. Well, uh, Manisha keeps saying hum humble, uh, but uh, final question really on that bit. How successful do you actually think this is going to be on the ground? The whole issue of the disconnect of what ground election realities are, do you actually think that this campaign, this uh, spending of taxpayers' money is going to benefit UPA in the election? Well, first of all, I think you need to divorce this campaign from the surround sound. You know, there is a surround sound of democracy, uh, which is legitimate, which goes on on a daily basis. And then there is the long view, which I talked about. So this is the long view of the journey of India over the past nine years. We are not attempting to score any brownie points. This is not about combating perception. This is just about telling the story as it happened. And we will leave it to the people to judge. Manish Tiwari, thanks very much for joining me tonight. Let me go across uh, to my live uh, panel this evening. And Chetan Bhagat, I'm going to come across to you as a man who reinvented the, roles of, uh, uh, the rules of marketing, at least in uh, literature and in book publishing, in a sense. When you look, in a way, many would say we're taking the same old uh, rules or tips from the past. Do you think the UPA needs to at least look at reinventing its marketing strategy? Well, I'm sure they, uh, you know, they have several elements to their marketing strategy or uh, political strategy to win elections. Uh, many of which are not just advertising related. They spend a lot more money giving subsidies or, uh, you know, making sure various constituents are happy. But this is uh, another thing they've done. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's a different environment from 2004. I wouldn't be as cynical as like that one didn't work. A mm -hmm. lot more people have access to TV. A lot more people have access to the internet. 
so that way the right campaign could work the problem is people have so much cynicism against politicians that any an advertising is a cynical product anyway so a politician plus advertising uh, will be double <laughs> cynical and that too when up keeps uh, doesn't present a very fair view you know i i i and I, and that's up to the people who did the creatives and that comes down to the creatives because it's if it's only praise 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 immediately it looks kind of fake but if they said listen guys you know we have tried to clean up ourselves you know we there have been good achievements but these are our weaknesses for example mm -hmm. and these are the scams and we have you know tried we are not denying that we didn't have corruption but we are trying to reduce or something like that would have been better but that never happens and i know that will never get passed on in a congress meeting or a bjp's meeting for that matter that we go out there admitting our weaknesses somehow leaders in india have to project perfection so that is why i think it may not work as well but as a category itself does it have the power it it of course it does anything that is viewed by people if it's credible it has the power uh, but some like politicians have to be very credible it's not like buying noodles so it uh, in some ways i have to be when i i have to be careful therefore i will never advertise because the author cannot uh, be you know so uh, it's like a choosing the US, so what much. the usp is and highlighting in a sense uh, kiran can just some of the points uh, raised by chetan manish tiwari addressed some of them because he stressed the difference he kept saying about this is about a humble story in fact even the the slogan written by javed akhtar makes the point that we've come miles but we still have miles to go so they making the point that why should we underplay our achievements we should look at what we've achieved and what we've got ahead so in a sense more sensible and grounded than some of the hype so let's forget 2004 but many would compare it say to the hype around the narendra modi marketing image um let's leave narendra modi out of it for a bit I just wanted to talk about the fact that Manish Tiwari mm -hmm. has said very pompously that he is being very humble. So I mean I find the whole whole idea of them showing a journey of India laughable because the journey of India has been that Congress has kept the people poor and used them as vote bank politi um, uh, vote banks for all these years and in the last last 9 years to cover up the fact that there have been so many scams that would have enriched the exchequer if they were auctioned or if they properly done rather than enriching a few politicians to cover up these shortcomings they've come out with this and they have pretended to say that uh, we are um, you know we have miles to go still we have so many things if you hear that ad with typical javed akhtar lines where he loves to use sound the chap in a village is saying sar se upar jata hai aur phur se upar jata hai what they have not said that because of the amount of uh, inflation what has happened is that the poor man who is never going to see those escalators uski plate se sar se roti chali gayi aur sar ke upar se phur se chat chali gayi that's actually the truth of india today and it's a very clever way of covering up but i don't think it's going to work but modi modi's campaign works because he's actually delivered on the ground that is why he gets voted back but this campaign i'm sorry to say I don't think it'll work. I said uh, the way you just uh, said those uh, the way you just said those lines the BGP should use you in the counter narrative for this campaign but Shahzad Punawala come in here yes, can can make the point that will. that there's no where's the truth in this hype? Well uh, first of all uh, Ms Kiran Bedi perhaps is not see the, yeah Kiran Kher does not see the hype in uh, the campaigns that are run by Narendra Modi. Well I just want to uh, point out that this campaign is basically about putting out the facts of the silent revolution that has been taking place across india now all these facts that are being put out whether it's on the economic front whether it's on the front of the telecom ad that shows that uh, tele density has increased all these facts can be tested on the anvil of the rti no facts are being inflated no figures are being ex uh, extrapolated as was done in 2004 when the nda ran its campaign uh, so that was i just have to uh, just contradict you on mm -hmm. that because for instance on the issue of bonded labor we already know that some activists today are having press conferences saying how can you say that there's no bonded labor in india you'll have taken the issue of iits and said oh we were so many new iits have opened but there are many problems in implementation there's no faculty its uh, facilities are overstretched so it's a one sided way of portraying information no it's it's not a one sided way of portraying the information it's about saying that we've come this far of course we need to do a lot more things but the fact of the matter is that there were no new iits added during the bjp regime 
there were no new IIMs added during the BJP regime. We did do that. We added 12 metros, um, 12 cities have metro stations by 2015. The BJP had just one city. The I don't want to make comparisons here. The point is that we have done certain things and those are basically the outcomes of the policies that have been implemented at the grassroots level, whether it's RTI, RTE, no. Food Security Act, which will come into okay, place granted, very soon. That's, that's, your, so, that's your view as a congressman and as the UPA, but Dilip Cherian, the larger point, why should taxpayers pay for what's portraying actually a political party's view? That's basically, for instance, the BJP campaign won't be funded by taxpayers. Why should it be, even if it's a chief minister of a state, even if it's a government in power, why do they have these budgets, which uh, information is a euphemism for advertising? You know, I, I agree with this concept of information budgets are not equal to advertising budgets. So that's that's fundamental. But having said that, when the UPA spent, when the when the NDA spent 150 crores for the India Shining campaign, uh, that in today's value, if you multi, if you, if you take the current value of the rupee, then is about 350 crores. So even if you go by Manish's uh, contention, even if it is not 180 crores, it's not sizable, I meaning it's not huge. Okay. The second thing is that the fact is that governments do advertise. In fact, I think that this kind of advertising is perhaps slightly more sensible than the pointless advertising with ministers' faces and the prime minister's visage on it, because those are really the kind of ads which make no impact either for the person concerned, for the ministry, or for the government. That's first. Now, as far as political campaigns are concerned, the real question is. Why is this starting so early? Is there something that you and I don't know, which the government knows, or is or this? Or they don't know. So or, is start it, yeah, or is this genuinely a government campaign? If it's genuinely a government campaign, I think the fact that there are some people who say that this campaign is actually 35 crores, and then there is a feedback loop, and if the feedback loop says that the bonded laborer is not reading the Manrega ad, then they have to find a way of addressing him or her on the ground. So the fact is that if it is a means of getting public trust back in, and don't forget that Javed Akhtar's line of miles to go and miles to go before they sleep, also has, if, if Nehru's uh, you know, little diary noting before he died, which was the famous uh, poem which they used here, the first part of it is promises to keep. So for any government to be credible, it has to have promises to show, and some of it is on show here, but it has to also show the face that it is a credible government. Chetan Bhagat, is that the issue? When it comes to spending this money, and in that way all governments, and I would say that it's like the CBI in a sense, that neither uh, NDA government or UPA government will give up these information budgets as they won't give up uh, uh, the CBI, and because it's a powerful weapon. Would any government give up this money? And that's really the point. Why do we pay for advertising budgets? It's not just, uh, as Dilip made the point, we've seen it with ministers' faces. We've seen it when, dead, uh, when anniversaries come up, death anniversaries of leaders. How much money, again, public money goes into that? Is that what's at heart here? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the incumbent's advantage. I mean, it's the, the guy who's sitting in power gets to play around a little bit with the money. I mean, that's the fact. I mean, whether you go to, you remember, anybody who's gone to Lucknow during Mayavati's time, you couldn't pass a traffic signal without seeing uh, and they'd written uh, like huge hoardings of what she'd done. This is a little classier way of doing it. But you know, I don't understand when they say we, we gave phones to people. I mean, somebody else invented the cell phone. We actually prevented them from coming here because we didn't have a liberal policy. Finally, we allowed companies to sell phones here. And now everybody has a phone and phones have become cheap because of somebody doing R&D somewhere in Korea or in the US. So it's nothing to do with the Congress party or the UPA or the BJP, but it's nice the, how they take claims. Secondly, I feel the UPA would, you know what people would uh, find more credible? Uh, something Mr. Rahul Gandhi speaks or something Ms. Sonia Gandhi speaks who never give media interviews and never speak things that really matter to people and it's all a managed image. Uh, rather than these actors and scriptwriters who've done this, mm -hmm. I, I really feel an honest uh, assessment of themselves uh, would have worked better uh, even if Mr. Rahul Gandhi came or Ms. Sonia Gandhi exactly. came because those are the people people believe that they run the UPA, they decide everything or maybe even the Prime Minister to a little extent but not so much. I think that may have been a better strategy but that's again their creative team because actors and this is it's, it's a bit too much I think and of course it's done and once people find out that it's being done with state money not their uh, UPA's own money, 
uh, that doesn't leave a great taste in the mouth. I mean, uh, you can't do anything about it. Exactly. But trust me, this, the main marketing platform of UPA is subsidies, uh, which is a lot more of taxpayers' money. Rather than investing in India's growth, uh, they just re redistribute whatever comes as tax collection, just giving out. Of course, Manish uh, you know, Tiwari made that point. He said, look at our plan, outlay how much we spend. So, so what if we spend a minuscule amount of that advertising? What's the point of these government schemes and no one knows about it? But uh, I want to ask uh, Shehzad that ex uh, exactly that point. As Chetan says, actors, scriptwriters. The point is, and when he talked about Mayawati, etc., we've seen that incumbent governments who throw money into uh, publicity like this never really work. In fact, often these sta larger-than-life statues of Mayawati, look at the public anger that came up because of it. It happened with India shining again. It seemed to be a disconnect from what people care about. So the credibility is, why don't you put your political leaders out more rather than these ads? Well, uh, first of all, let us not confuse this. This is not a political ad campaign. Of course this it is, is. No, no, it is not. I'll tell you why. Uh, there is a regular process. Now, there is a dis, uh, there's a development, communication and information dissemination scheme within the remit of the IND ministry under which it can spend some money to disseminate information on government programs and initiatives. This is part of that. It's happened over the years. So of course, it won't disseminate information in any states not no, one, owned by the Congress. One, one minute. One, no, this is going all across. No, but so, it won't disseminate information on Madhya Pradesh or Gujarat because those are ruled by India chief ministers. No, so uh, it's not uh, really again, 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 we're, we're, comparing, we're comparing apples to oranges. Every state government also has its own separate budgets to disseminate information about their own schemes. And uh, we've seen Narendra Modi going overboard, spending $300 million over his personal uh, ad campaigns. But be that as it may, let me just point out one thing. As far as the credibilities of my political leaders are concerned, well, the credibility of those political leaders is tested every five years. Mr. Chetan Bhagat perhaps doesn't uh, uh, find uh, you know time to take a look at 2009 elections or the recently held Karnataka elections. Their credibility has been tested there so they do not need to come out and uh, you know have political ad campaigns this is a government information campaign do not confuse it with a political ad campaign if at all when elections are closed all political parties will have their own you know kind of uh, campaigns and that will happen so at that point of time if they want to project the political leadership that can be done but this is a purely governmental information campaign let us not compare apples and oranges and as as far as the subsidy bit is concerned uh, I would just like to point out that it is uh, Mr. Chetan Bhagat's uh, middle class that cribs the most when we want to pull out subsidies from petrol. So, you know, I mean, uh, you can say all of that. So also uh, educate the middle class to whom you reach out to that they should not crib when we kind of pull out those subsidies. Chetan, that's a good point. I uh, want to come. Let me. You, you, okay, okay, quick uh, response to that. Because it's true. Petrol subsidies, we have yeah, a UN cry about, I, I, not I food. Uh, Chetan Bhagat will come on this debate and okay, say, you I, know, I, the arm army is getting affected by the subsidy being pulled out. Let him answer. Go ahead, yeah. Chetan. No, no. I will not say that. I will <coughs> not say that. And uh, firstly, I don't want to go off topic. And uh, it's very easy to go off topic on something that discussing the advertising, which is uh, whatever it stands for. But the petrol subsidy, please take it away. But please also take away the crazy amount of taxes you put on every liter of petrol. So don't even, I think it shows a very wrong example. Because okay, once you take no, away I'm all the taxes get, on I'm petrol, it will be some time. I'm going to get kidding so, care of it. I, but I am not, I'm, I'm just saying the endless subsidies that are being given is part of the marketing strategy. I'm not saying, sure. I'm not judging you. Why are you feeling so judged about it? Sure, but I, I think... I just said the subsidies are your marketing strategy. Let's, let's just go to... That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Let's just go across to Kiran who wanted to come in, Kiran, on that. Yeah, I wanted to say that when he says it is not a political campaign and it is a governmental campaign, then they should also show that actually the visuals of the roads and the girls going to school and the actual India story, a large part of it actually belongs to BJP governments and to NDA governments. Why don't they then specify that? Of course it's a political campaign. They are owning all the good things and the good governance done by the NDA ruled states as their own and that's a game they are playing on the people of this country yes. I mean what you everyone knows that the amount Ms. of roads built during our time and what they have done please let don't interrupt you please don't interrupt let, can I finish? let me just finish and then please, I'll come can across I finish, to the please? Please. Please and go ahead man it is it is def and also we have heard that it is going to be going on till February if it's only a government information program where's the need for it to go on till February that is when they hope to go into elections if not earlier so obviously it is a political campaign and where India shining is concerned I would like to say there were people coming to invest in India at that time 
that the Congress has brought, the UPA government has brought this country to such a standstill that not even Indians are ready to invest in India any longer. So let those stories be told also. So the, the, what is, is the real a, India you know, story? What is the real India shining and political parties appropriating India? Dilip Charin, you've worked as a, as a public relations uh, consultant for both the BJP and Congress governments. In a sense, which of the campaigns you think have really worked and haven't? Do you think this is a campaign which actually sets anything afire? In a sense, the Congress Jeho uh, slogan was a bit more catchy, it seemed, in uh, 2004. They came back. Uh, many predicted they wouldn't come back. Is this a campaign that sets anyone on fire, especially given the free publicity, the free campaign the opposition kind of gets? Because the perception on debate after debate is the fact that this is a government of scams. So you are actually countering a free campaign with a paid-for government campaign. You see, this is not a campaign, in my view, designed or capable of winning elections. So in some senses, it, I stand by what Manish is saying. This is not going to win them votes or an election. They, let's be very clear. They can really hope it will. They, Why, they, what they, may, is it they may hope it will, but the designing of the messaging is not that. And the target audience, in some sense, strangely, is not going to be the voter who is actually affected by many of these things. I mean, you know, if you look at the Manrega campaign, does it need to be in English newspapers, for example? I think, you know, there, there, is, a, there is a mismatch in it may terms put of... Off the, it may put off the English voters, or voters like Chetan Bhagat is what uh, Shehzad's point and, is. And there is a point there which you need to be concerned about. But if you're a government campaign, sure, you have to reach what is called the conventional audience. Now, the other campaign which really needs to work, and if government is interested in saying, hey, you've got these following rights, and that's the next part of the campaign, this is your right, you need to go and grab it. If that is your right and you need to go and grab it, then you need to address the people who need that free food, who need that free education. And that campaign, let's see how it rolls out, because this one is not, this part is not yet getting to that, the meat of that, the product there. Does a campaign need a face? And in that sense, uh, what's been successful in the Narendra Modi campaign is that he's put himself out there as a leader. He's got a slogan. He's got an idea. And that's what he sells. The problem with the Congress is there's no clear idea beyond the fact of a certain policy or an ideology. What's the one point? What's the slogan you'd sum up? Or what's the one point thought which you have, which your leader has? Whether it's going to be Rahul Gandhi. I mean, the Congress says it will be Rahul Gandhi as the face. Is he going to be? It's also vague right now. Uh, first of all, Mr. Narendra Modi likes to project himself as the face of everything that happens, even for things that don't happen in, uh, because of him, whether it's the high growth of Gujarat, which was always there, because he is a personality that's steeped in megalomania. So let us not confuse those. Isn't that Our, good marketing, uh, but? Uh, is it? I would ask you. I don't think so, because uh, people can eventually see through it, and eventually the fake tag will come alive for him. But be that as it oh may, the approach that the Congress party... And but the they call Rahul Gandhi Pappu. The approach <laughs> that the UPA government has taken... Uh, Ms. Kiran Kher, I would like to contradict some of the points you've also made, but before that... Sure, do, and then I will retaliate in person. As far as, so as, far as uh, Ms. Kher's uh, notions are concerned, uh, uh, let, let, let us clarify some things. Let us, let, us, yeah. let us put out some facts in the domain. When the NDA government left uh, uh, governance, we had 300 million telecom subscribers. Today we have 900 million. When you left uh, this government, it was 5% growth at, at an average. Now we have 8.2% growth. So when you left uh, government, it, it was an average of 8.2 until 2012. And then we had an international economic crisis. And still, it's around 6%. When you left government, it was 2% agricultural growth, which has now gone up to 3.3 in the 11th five-year plan. So let us, and 80% of the golden quadrilateral project was completed during the UPA regime. So let us not, uh, you know, so let us not uh, understand uh, the entire thing that you have done a lot. Your campaigns were hollow and that's why people booted you out. The point is that what we want to project <laughs> is policy. The policy's impact on the ground has been projected. That's what you see in the ad today. The Mandrega ad speaks only about Can policy and that's now? what governments will do. Governments but will talk about policy. Do you Policies need policy? are the stars, not people. Do you need policy plus, plus personality? We saw, of course, uh, the President Obama campaign, which didn't rely just on American you. ads in presidential election, but worked on the Obama Obama personality worked on his outreach really in a new way. In that sense, uh, Kiran Kher, if you, you could know, come the, in... The personality of a government has to be the Prime Minister. And unfortunately, you don't have a Prime Minister who is a good sort of talking face 
for a campaign of any kind at this point in time. I believe it worked in 2009. So, in fact, interesting, if I just yeah, wanted yeah, to ask you that point, uh, when the BGP makes the point of nine years of rule and look at what you all have done, you'll lose, uh, you'll kind of evade the fact that the Congress actually won an election in between. It's not that it was ordained to be there for nine years. So, how is it that if UPA 1 came in with the same set of leaders, the same silent uh, leaders at the top, why do you think it will not work this time around? You're asking me? Yes, Kiran, go ahead. Uh, the thing is that when Shahzad says that uh, when we did all this, this was the growth, this was the growth, he tells us all this, he forgets that our governments are working in more states than theirs are to actually no. add to that growth story. No. And let me please Jordan finish, Shahzad, I didn't interrupt no, you. Please keep states. quiet. Okay, just keep quiet. That is because you have just left power in those three states. Really? So you can't take credit for what has gone right in those three states. Let's really? wait for your five years to be over. Right. Yes. Now I would also like to say that when we left government, we left a healthy exchequer. If they were to exit tomorrow, the exchequer is almost empty because of these populist schemes that keep being announced by their leaders, which actually don't really work on the ground level. You see, any ad campaign will work. Those if the province the BGP the has not, the BGP has supported the food security bill in a sense. The BGP supports food security. Chhattisgarh uses it. Yes, with the amendments. BGP has, with, uh, with amendments. Got, has been more populist in a sense in the Congress. Shivraj Singh Chauhan, uh, Raman Singh. No, 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 no not true. We didn't have all this Manrega and all that. But that is a 98% strike rate. That, well, that, 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 food that food security bill works. This government doesn't have a delivery system, even on Manrega, even on right of right to education. You know that. They've, we have a 6 lakh crore uh, foundation uh, food security bill coming in. 2.5 lakhs in Absolutely wrong. Would be wiped out as corruption. Absolutely let wrong. Me just get, let me finish, please. Absolutely wrong. Let him finish. Let him finish. problem. Or you're misleading. I can I can make a fair conclusion here. Ultimate, Both of you guys are not going to agree. Ultimately, I know the product it. I know both of you good. are not going to agree. Then the ad works. If the product is not good, no ad can bring it up. We so learned no that ad in the India campaign. In the we learned that in India Shining when but the product is not good, the campaign does not work. Chetan who has the final conclusion. Chetan, if the product is not good, the ad won't work. But can you equate? political parties or governments in a sense with products because we've seen the the voter has a, an ability to see through the hype yeah okay i uh, let me just say the some positives for for what we have, i think why they might have done this i think that a lot of congress workers a lot of the media a lot of uh, the influencers are maybe getting very downbeat about the UPA and when it comes the ad comes in the uh, English paper somewhere down the line you know or they see it on TV Congress workers some influencers sections of the media they feel okay maybe things are not so bad and I think that's the best they'll achieve however to kind of continuously keep claiming that we did this growth as if like the state is like a car that you press an accelerator and you can give it a growth it doesn't quite work that way it, it, a lot of things are to be understood in full context, my biggest fear is we, mm -hmm. we tout Manrega, we tout these things. They, no, there are no free lunches. And you can go and spend your money and say, look, so much we have done for you. And without showing what is the effect on the deficits later on, what is the effect on the finances later on, is, is dangerous. It's playing dangerous to even from even if it's a pure INB ministry, they should also give disclaimers. We have done this, but this is going to increase my so fiscal deficit. In fact, you should have a you should have a regulatory body to actually check the information. The same no, with no, no, no. Chet Chetan contradicts himself. Chetan has a problem with the subsidies being spent. Now we are spending around five lakh crores. I don't have listen. No, once again, let me just wait a minute. You contradict no, yourself. No, I did not. We are spending five lakh crores on these schemes, but you have a problem with us spending fifteen crores. Can making sure that people know what these schemes are and they can, can I just they tell you get use of their rights. Mr. Poonawal, stop monopolizing. 15 crores is not, I not got, 0.001% of 5 lakh crores that we are anyway spending. I know the calculation. And governments have been spending it, whether BJP or Congress. So you have a problem with somebody telling people that this is your right, this is how you're going to use it, and this is the best way I to do it. I don't have a problem. You have a problem stop with that. No, the problem I with don't have a problem. You contradict yourself. The I don't have a problem with anything, buddy. No, but the problem, the larger problem is that just relax. Can you can you relax? Can I you am relax? Relaxed. All I'm saying I am is, relaxed. if it's a, I, yeah, just then listen to me. Absolutely. I have never said I have a problem with subsidy. So you are stop insinuating things which you can do with your BJP That's guy, your job, and you brother. can do this all night That's long. Your job. Listen to me. Achad. The point is simple. If you are disclosing that these are the benefits provided by this subsidy, these are the cons of this subsidy. These are my fiscal deficit numbers that are going to go out. 
these are my things i think a proper disclosure should be made by imb ministry and then it will become not just a political act if it's just hyping out the achievement everything has a pros and cons irrespective of political party unfortunately you guys belong to a party you have to defend that party so reasonable debates are no longer possible but let's talk about reasonable things how can we make things yeah, better and I that comes from a guy who wrote mera neta chore on his hand I'm not going to get into this personal issues because that's not really the point of this debate yeah, at all. No, no, it's not really the deal, point of this debate yeah, at all. Exactly. I'm going to end this debate here, but I think the point is a valid one. Information is about truth, unbiased facts. It can't be one government's version versus the other. And I think it's uh, that point is well taken. That is not just the central government. Every state government has an information budget as well. Just rename it, call it advertising budgets, and let it come under election commission rules. That's it on this debate. But we just move to our other big story, our other big international story. In fact, tonight she's considered one of the world's most beautiful women but angelina jolie has proved that beauty is much much more than your body she went public with a decision to have a double mastectomy to have both her breasts removed because of gene testing which showed that she had an extremely high risk of getting breast cancer in the last 3 months she has had the surgery the removal of both her breasts and reconstruction with husband brad pitt by her side through this process an incredibly brave decision by hollywood superstar in an industry where you are judged every day by your physical image I don't feel any less of a woman this must be Angelina Jolie's most inspirational role ever her candid article the matter of fact tone and the brave brave revelation that she went through a double mastectomy last month goes beyond tabloid gossip and your average hollywood role model i wanted to write this to tell other women that the decision to have a mastectomy was not easy but it is one i am very happy that i made my chances of developing breast cancer have dropped from 87% to under 5% i can tell my children that they don't need to fear they will lose me to breast cancer on a personal note i do not feel any less of a woman i feel empowered that i made a strong choice that in no way diminishes my femininity the 37 year old who has six children speaks of choice the pain of losing her mother at the age of 56 her children's questions and their fear It's reassuring that they see nothing that makes them uncomfortable. They can see my small scars and that's it. Everything else is just mommy, the same as she always was. Angelina Jolie support system, 49-year-old Brad Pitt who was by her side for every minute of all three procedures. I'm fortunate to have a partner, Brad Pitt, who is so loving and supportive. We managed to find moments to laugh together. So to anyone who has a wife or girlfriend going through this, know that you are a very important part of the transition. Jolie gives a step-by-step -step description of the procedures, publicizing an operation in a powerful message to women across the world who might be living under the shadow of cancer. Her last appearance at the World Women's Summit event where she paid a poignant tribute to 15-year-old Pakistani schoolgirl who survived the Taliban attack. For the world's sexiest woman, the choice is clear: health over body. Hats off to her, say many, the one who dared to bear it all. Well joining me this evening on more on the really on the messaging the message of inspiration when somebody so powerful and famous as Angelina Jolie sends out this message writes openly about what she actually went through joining me tonight is Dr SK Srivastava he's the head of radiation oncology at the Tata Memorial Center in Mumbai known internationally for its pioneering work I'm also joined by Ruchira Gupta again known internationally for her work as an activist uh, helping people helping women who are trafficked also somebody who is a cancer survivor Dr Shivastav let me go across to you a very bold decision there by Angelina Jolie and also a treat a gene testing is something which is very rare in India is this treatment actually available in India and is this something that you would recommend that more women should actually do with breast cancer rising so significantly in India Yes so I I think this was a really a very good decision which uh, she has taken and i think today uh, if you look at the, the medical science has advanced so much and i think the major thing which is very important is the awareness mm -hmm. if the patients are made aware of the disease and the consequences of the treatment then they can take a decision and i think today when we look at the 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 plethora of the information which is available in the internet and also the doctors can discuss with the patient they can really take a good decision for themselves and uh, what you said the awareness is the most important thing for the patient to take the right decision also joining me is dr anupama huda nera who is the director of medical oncology at the max center in delhi 
Dr. Nehra, is this testing, uh, for the, is this gene testing easily available in India and is this something you would recommend? So gene testing is available. It takes about three weeks to get the results. Uh, <clears throat> it is not for everybody. It is not applicable for everybody. If you think about it, the statistics tell us that 10 out of one, uh, uh, the, the, the breast cancer that is caused by this genetic mutation, the incidence of that breast cancer is about 10%. So out of 100 women that we see, 10 women will have cancer caused by this gene, but 90 women will not. Mm -hmm. So this test is not applicable for everybody. Having said that, our relevant patients with relevant family histories, if they have a very strong family history, do need to be counseled and they do need to be sorted out. And if it's appropriate, they should be tested for it. Richard, in India, of course, there are always two issues. And that, of course, is one, the, with the rising numbers, the fact also remains that how many people can afford this kind of treatment. It's still a test relatively rare. It's expensive in India. What is the education level of somebody who comes from, say, a poorer section of society that this option is even available to her? And second, what is the most important message that Angelina Jolie actually sends out? Because it's also about putting us, your own health before your physical image, before notions of what a healthy body actually means and what you should look like for someone who's been called one of the world's sexiest women. It's almost impossible for a poor woman to get a gene test done, let alone go through a whole surgical procedure. And uh, Angelina Jolie's message is, of course, about bravery and the fact that health is more important than the body. But it's also about the fact that, uh, you know, we have to chop off a portion of our body and not enough research is being put into women's uh, issues. Breast cancer is a woman's disease and not enough research is being done to prevent it. And uh, suppose, uh, you know, how many limbs can we cut off? If this, uh, this kind of disease affected men, in the same way that it's become rampant among women, would we start chopping off hands, would we start chopping off legs, would we start chopping off different body parts. Mm -hmm. So we have to think very, very deeply about what we are doing in terms of cure, what kind of money are we putting into what kind of research, what is sacrosanct for women and what is not. A breast can be chopped up, but many other parts of the body cannot be removed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the affordability of the kind of care, uh, for I got treated at Sloan Kettering, I also have the same gene that Angelina Jolie does. But I decided to talk to my doctor and the decision I made was that less surgery is better with regular checkups. Mm -hmm. And for most women, they don't even get aftercare treatment after surgery. So how are they going to go through procedures like this? How are they going to get reconstruction? The message is going to actually help the cancer industry as well as help prevent cancer among those few women who can afford it. The cancer industry has become huge, it's making millions, it's sending out messages to us. The research is very, very little even after all these years, after all, even now, what is the treatment for cancer? The okay. treatment is first poison, which is called chemotherapy, mm -hmm. then it is uh, radiation, which is burning, and then it is slash, slashing, you know, so it's very much like what we do to earth, to the mother earth, poison it, um, burn it, and then slash it. And, the, the and this is how we are treating women's bodies again and again. Let me get in, uh, let me get in Dr. S.K. Shivasi, because uh, really Tata Memorial is one of the rare non-profit organizations which deal, uh, do such a sterling job in uh, tackling cancer. Some of the points raised by Richard, and I think that uh, that point is valid also, that this gene therapy, uh, the, the gene identification, which she went through at Sloan Kettering as well, why is this not an option that is available to more? And is this just about cancer, but other diseases as well? Do you see this? as the medical breakthrough of the future in a sense of identifying genes which make you prone to certain diseases and they can range uh, research being done in Alzheimer's as well of identifying a disease and how do you actually be proactive in preventing it. Richard has pointed a different one saying that why aren't we looking more at the causes and how we can stop it. Yes, I think uh, uh, when you are looking at the gene identification, this is a, uh, for a long period of time people are trying to find out what are the different kind of genes which are causing a different kind of cancers and it is available I mean one can see that what kind of genes are there in a woman like uh, in cancer breast when you are seeing that BRCA1 and BRCA2 these are the major genes which are responsible for a, a hereditary breast cancer mm -hmm. and they can be identified easily I mean currently uh, identifying the gene is relatively expensive and it's not very widely available as such but in coming years of time which, uh, when you are finding these are becoming uh, less expensive and uh, available for more and more number of people and as it has been said that 
the treatment is also becoming uh, much more sophisticated because the the kind of chemotherapy which is available, the kind of radiation which is being given is mm -hmm. relatively less toxic. When you are looking at the the major fact, yes, I think major fact is the prevention. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, as it has been said by Dr. Earlier that these kind of genes are responsible for a small percentage of patients where they are prone to get the breast cancer, but other uh, cancers are there where the prevention is possible and that is being done for uh, uh, many parts in the country also where the patients are made uh, aware that what kind of lifestyle need, sorry, needs to be there so that the cancer can be prevented to a larger extent as such. Dr. Uh, these uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, the genes, the yes. I just want to ask do uh, Dr. Nera about... Uh, so these, uh, these yes. things are available today. So these things are available today. The fact that Angina Jolie has come out and spoken about this, especially for cancer survivors, right, yes. other women who have had to go through a similar experience, maybe not a choice as such, but people who have already got the disease, what is the larger message that goes out? And also the fact that uh, the, her husband, Brad Pitt, again an international superstar in his own right, was there through the process. What's the larger message that goes out? I think it's very important to take that message home. If a person like Angina Jolie can come out and open with facts like this where her whole life, her whole, whole career and her whole fame that she's built up till now could be at stake by coming out, you know, her, her whole career is about an image that the world perceives her as. And if that could be at stake by coming out openly in a message that she had breast cancer, she, she got double mastectomy done, it could, have, it, it could be disastrous for her career. This is very important because in general, when I see patients, you know, their first concern is, you know, cancer is treated as a taboo. Uh, the treatment, the side effects of the treatment are a taboo and people's yes. first response is, Look, kya what will people and think? And for a woman, yeah. what will and my for husband, a woman, will my husband still exactly, like me? Exactly, what will family think? What will my neighbor think? What is going to happen to me if I'm going to lose my hair, if I undergo chemotherapy and so on and so forth. So imagine a common person can think about these issues. So, so we need people like her to look up to and say, well, if she can do it, why can't I? Why can't be I? Or why can't I step forward, be an advocate for other people? And if Brad Pitt, and if Brad Pitt is uh, supporting the hopefully a lesson for many Definitely. other husbands out there when Definitely. women uh, I think associate. this is not a solo decision. I think this decision has to be supported by the family because some of those concerns are generating from being part of the unit, being perceived. Around How will you be perceived by your husband, by your family, by your relatives and so on and so forth. So, so in that sense, it important. really is a huge commendable decision. Uh, that's all the time we have on the short night. But thank you all very much for joining me. We'll take a quick break now. Coming up next, the buck stops here.